do not forget your self-payment. That is no true Valarian, Mark. You may run your house as you see fit. Welcome to the I Need a Minute podcast, part of Tenthia Seniors Network. Once again, a victory for crime. Has, um, has crime taken a loss yet this season? Crime took a couple L's, not gonna lie. A couple, no, uh, no. yo, you gotta, you gotta leave the city. Uh, you don't get the gal you want in the beginning. Um, you have to wait a couple well years to, to get that done. But crime rebounded and nothing happened. That's that Christian Cole kind of treatment. Um, you get to commit a crime and everyone just like yada yada is it. Okay, so there was a disconnect just now. When you said crime, I didn't know you were specifically talking about Damon. I just thought you meant crime in general because crime no. in general is undefeated in the season so far. Yes, yes. General general criminality is just yes. winning out the day. That's the real hero of the show. People keep saying who's a, a protagonist is crime. Yeah, it's not meant to. I mean, they're framing it as well as they can for it to be a clear cut line of good guy, bad guy. They want Allison Otto in the high towers to experience while you're wearing green. They want that to be the bad side because you have to have. There has there can't be a gray area. You need to have. Uh, you need to have Darth Vader on the opposite side of Luke. You need to have pure good on the side of pure evil. So even though no one in this story is actually pure good, the story is told in such a way where you become more endeared to Team Black and those characters than you are to Team Green. That's just, that's the way they want it to be. It's almost like the executives are sitting in a meeting and it's like, people dumb know. I know. We need like one good guy, one bad guy. Let's let it rock that way. And they was fighting back. It's like, no, 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 no. This is how we run in it. This is how we run into play. Because otherwise, there's there's no choosing. You have to do it that way because to, you know what you want to get? You want to get the casuals. Like the diehards are just going to like the show no matter what. The diehards will be into it. Yeah. But to bring casual people in, if they don't have a simplistic good versus evil story, then I don't know how attached they stick to it. I don't know how I don't know how much they keep coming back to it unless they have that. Because people are dumb. You have to treat it like people dumb. Don't use nuance with that. So let's get into the episode right now. Oh boy. Patty Constantine. Viserys Dog. Targaryen. Dog. I, you know what, before you even start, we have to officially apologize, because I think like for two episodes now, we've been saying, please hurry up and get this man up out the paint. Please yeah. get him out of here. Why that was are we the character, him? not the actor though. No, 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 fair. we always knew, we always felt he was the best. I think we said from episode one, this is the best actor on the show. Like you yeah. may not like Viserys as a king, but this is clearly the best actor on the show. And he showed, all of that because the only thing I could equate this episode to was Kobe dropping that forced 60 point game against Utah in his finale like nobody cared that the Jazz wasn't playing defense nobody cared that the Lakers was force feeding them the ball 
all you wanted was that moment when he hit that last jumper and mm. everybody just soaked it in. Like none of it mattered. All the details didn't matter. You just know that this was the way a character exit. You thought that about Kobe, and that's what I was saying about Patty in this in this episode. You could really tell this is a sports podcast. So now I'll went basketball, I'll go football. And sorry to repeat yes. who get this, but um John Elway winning the Super Bowl, yeah. going off into the sunset. Like, yeah, I'm done. I, I, I'm the man. Like, I, I don't know. No one else is going to challenge me after this. But Game of Thrones, once again, next show, where the king is like a, a force of nature in season one and then dead before the season is finished. And it's like, this is just, his death is just the beginning of all the things that you're going to see. And Patty, I think for me was spoiled a little earlier because where I saw um, the the Phantom of the Opera mask and I was like, oh fuck, we get in this version of it. And as soon as I saw that image, I stopped the video I was watching and said, I don't want to hear anything else but I knew is going to be amazing. And then the Halloween costume I want more than anything, but it's going to be probably too expensive to get. I mean, there w- it was everything. It was the, the Phantom of the Opera mask it was him being completely disheveled and doubling over. It was that walk. I want to know, like, I want to know his 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 method for getting into that character just to have that walk to his throne because he has so many amazing scenes. But that for me, that was it because you didn't need a line for that. You know, okay, okay. I'm sorry, but you know, like how Bahamians just say, like when people someone get detained, yes. be like that's what their envision of it is. That yeah, that's this, what they think wait, you turn into. This is this is absolutely what they envision, and also is, we were saying that like a couple. I think it was when me and Andrew did it, and uh, remember when Allison didn't want to smash, and they mm-hmm. showed a party on top, and then they showed his back. Andrew immediately went there. He was like, "Oh, he got AIDS." Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I don't think so, because not invented yet. But Donald right. Sterling, he's got A's. <laughs> I was like, something like that. So it's so funny that you say that, because that's absolutely where all Bahamians' mind go to, because this is what they think it looks like, unless it's Magic Johnson. But Patty, so inspirational moment, like the, I think maybe one of the best scenes of the season. I wouldn't say the best, but it's right up there. Like that entire walk when he comes in and he goes full girl dad mode and was like, yeah, she asked me to do this. I will do this one handed. I will um, fucking cane my way down. And they had to have beats in it because they knew it was going to be a long walk. So they couldn't just have him do the slow walk up else. It becomes like a self parody of itself. It had been like a family guy skit. They had to have like one of the music had to to help him. The music had to swell. One of the soldiers had to help him. And then when Damon comes over, Once Damon comes over, it was the feels and it was just like, okay, these are the good guys. I don't know what you want me to do. All the feels because it was my pride dictates that I have to get this done. I know I'm nearing the end of my reign, the end of my life. I know people thought I wasn't as strong as I should be, but this is the one moment I have to show strength now because I'm showing it for Renera. So nobody helped me. Nobody touched me until I see it's Damon. And so that's him basically saying, this is our moment of reconciliation right here. We don't need to say anything, but it's understood. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can help me because I want people to have this visual. I want the last thing people to see of me is me and you doing this together. Because I, I think in both of their hearts, that's ultimately what they wanted it to be. It didn't work out that way, but I'm sure coming up, 
they wanted to be able to rule together. And that's the kind of thing that Viserys was saying in the beginning. But as we know, Otto wasn't having none of that shit. But he had so many great scenes, bro. Even even the very first scene where where I thought he was actually going to die when he had on the gold robe. And I was like, wow, his fingernails and his teeth are the same color as the robe. That was ass off. Drip or drown. Like he had <laughs> yeah. the, that is the shirt that Jerry Seinfeld spoke about. <laughs> it was like the floofy, I don't even know what to call that. The things at the what end, and he was just like just wearing the fluffy shirt, just like everything. Like and Patty in his hand motions, he's like, Yeah, this is me. All gold, of course, by the way. Um, he still has that ring on, still repping his sack. Uh, one side of his face, uh, you know, completely covered. It's like my guy is putting in work. Imagine you delivered most of this um from the bed and you have to win every scene from the bed and then a short walk and then sitting down every other scene insane i feel like this is the moment where and even if in the back of your mind you think well any theoretically anybody should be able to act right i mean you just reading and remember i was on the hottest take i don't know i was like no I was, I was like, there is no way anyone can do this. This no. is acting. Like, this is, this acting, is just yeah. him acting his ass off. Like, I wanted to stand up and clap because I was like, this is amazing. This is how someone dies. And we little were, did I know, this was just the beginning of how great he was in the episode. This was like, um, you remember Team America, Alec Baldwin? You cannot act me, boy. I was saying <laughs> that the whole time. I was saying that the whole time. Like, I, in my mind, when they offset... Uh, no, Cardi. Patty was just no, telling them. The... That album, amazing without him, though. But Patty was just telling them that, watch how I'm about to kill this shit. Like, I imagine actor trash talk is like, I am about to steal this, not just this scene, but this yeah. episode. Like, Kobe and the, the team can... documentary. He's like, no, no, yeah. no, no, come, pass this. Yeah, the rest of y'all can do whatever. Uh, this is my episode. Like, he was, t- he had to be talking that. Kind of trash around the set. The cash shit. He's like, Emma, you got this. You got. Hey, remember, make sure like when you break down, just give me the cues. Don't worry, I could carry the rest of this. And she's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, and then the yeah, director's yeah. like, okay, go. I saw something on Twitter, and it may be me being fooled by the internet, but people were saying that the crown, the crown dropping, was something that wasn't supposed to happen, but then they just decided to keep it because it fit in. You believe that? It makes sense. That could make sense. I, I don't know, but like that can make sense because he I don't think he does this walk in the book. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, but you does... already said there was a whole lot of there was a whole lot of, well, either big and minuscule changes that yeah, yeah. happened from the book to the show. So, so it could be. Let's one. let's 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 get to the shits. Vaymon. Vaymon Valerian. Double V. He's Ziggy. Been... That's who he was like um, I, in, my notes, in my notes. I only say Ziggy. So let's be for real. He's been kind of a prick for most of the season. Like every, almost every time his character is introduced, he's saying some some off shit. He ain't even trying to get it done. The first time we get to see him is in the Stepstones, uh, where Lenor is like, "Dog, chill. Uncle Damon got this. Can we relax and let him cook? And then we will win this battle." And he's like, "No, no. We need to write to the crown. Do all this shit." But he's being very aggro, anti-Targaryen sentiment because. The Valerians, their chip on the shoulder is that why aren't we revered in the same way the Targaryens are revealed? We're from Valeria too. Um, so he always had that chip on his shoulder in every scene. And even at the funeral, he looking directly at them children being like, fuck them. Fuck these kids. <laughs> you know? 
fuck these kids, fuck these little white babies. I'm with the shits. My boy is gone, Jack Collis, for six years. Six years fighting battles, still married. Different time. <laughs> Tom Brady. Time. I mean, Tom Brady wishes. <laughs> Tom Brady's like, how you get this shit off? How you get that off? Like, you could just go for six years, and she could just be there holding down the home front. You know how many Super Bowls I could win in that time? I mean, well, to be honest, we knew from Ned that this is how things went, right? Because Ned just came back nervously and was like, well, I'm back. Babies. And I also have a kid. Here he is. Just a new member of the family. Because that's just how it was back then, right? That's just how it was. But uh, Tom, Tom Brady living in Westeros and really being a part of the culture, this would work perfectly for him. He probably oh. watched that last night and he did the Leo DiCaprio point at the screen. Like, that's how it should work. That, yes, why don't I get to do that, Giselle? Look at it. She have a whole Six island. Years. I gave you a state. You have all of Tampa. Did that you make him send... It. Did that make him send a hey big head text or ask her if she was watching or too soon to make them kind of jokes? Oh no, he just sent that intro scene. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I think see, so. I mean, why you can't? I mean, look, it's that easy. But anyway, Ziggy Bali feeling feeling his is um right away. I was like, no, hey, this shit go to me. Posh- he's been but- posturing for power, like you said, from the very beginning, dog. I could, I mean, Nobody, nobody liked him from then, and it really is great how this whole thing, pun intended, came to a head. Because nobody liked him. Like, we really needed to get Ziggy up out of the paint. And I know you're going to go through it in chronological order, but as he was giving his final speech and being my disrespectful, pushing people to the edge, I literally was typing after every line, I can't believe no one's killed him yet. When is someone going to kill him? Why is he still talking? Who's going to put a stop to this? And then so, we saw okay, that. yeah, yeah. So before we get to that, he he goes to Rainey's, starts talking shit. He's like, and none of them at that point bring up the granddaughters. They're still saying like, yes, this should go because Ziggy is not about daughters inheriting anything because he doesn't no. believe Rainier should be in the line of succession at all. So he doesn't even acknowledge them. He said she's a temporary uh, person to sit on the Driftmark throne. Now, question. What do you think Umar Johnson thought about in the moment when Ziggy Bali is saying this and in his head was like, yes, you cannot allow these white people to take over your seat of power. What are you doing? I kind of Umar Johnson is watching this very upset right now. I kind of wish he was a character on the show because I feel like he would fit. I don't feel like, and, and I'm not talking about him being dressed in, in uh, classic Westerosi garb. I feel like you could take current Dr. Umar Johnson with his Philly fitted hats and you could implant him into this show and we wouldn't really miss a beat. Like if he if was Vaymon, Umar Valerian, it'd be if fine. If Vaymon had him as his lawyer, maybe he gets out of that. I think so. I think so because he would tell him to shut up and he would actually maneuver that in a completely different way. But he was framing his whole argument behind the name and the Valerian line and all of that stuff. But we know it had nothing to do with that. It was about you posturing for personal power because Jar Collis always said, history just remembers the names, bro. They're not going to care about any of the details. I but honestly, I honestly think it's a combination of both. I think, I don't think what you're saying is wrong, but I also think he saw those white babies. I was like, boy, no way. Okay. Boy, so no way. He was fine. He was fine. And he actually said it to Renice where he was like, well, there's not a king on the Iron Throne. Now, when she threatened him, he said, there's not a king on the Iron Throne. There's a queen. 
he seemed to be completely fine with that. So if you're if you're fine with that on that end, then why weren't you pushing for it? Because Rainice's whole idea was, I don't want it to go to Lenore's quote unquote kids either. I want it to go to to Baylor. Yes, like because that's where you want the line of succession. To what go. So he's why thinking he, Ziggy push because what he said to to uh, Viserys when he encountered him was, uh, "Yo, how you run your house, that's on you, but that's not how we are gonna run our house." So while there's a queen on the Iron Throne, sure, fine, all well and good, and they align with my political points of view, so that's a win-win. But that's not how we're gonna run our house. So he's fine with it over there, just not with him. And that's what he was saying. He's like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck about what's happening on your side, but us, the Valerians, nah, it's gonna have to be some dreads sitting on that throne, on a Driftmark throne. Otherwise, no, 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 thank you." But so Bella immediately is like, all right, let me go. I got to go text Unc. Oh, no, dad, for, forgive me. Sometimes it's confusing. She, it, it, uh, it happened to me several times in this episode, and I just realized it'll always happen. So let, it's me, let me go text my daddy. Daddy, you wouldn't believe what this nigga up to right now. By the way, as Damon is introduced in this episode, and he's climbing down, very cool scene, I immediately thought it was a crime. I didn't know what it was, what he was doing, but I thought he was stealing something. But no, he was just getting the eggs for the future baby. And it was it was the first time they actually showed that process of them, I guess, what would you call it? Mining the dragon eggs or uncover? However, I didn't however even know that's a, like the, the dragon shit out the eggs. And then there's a whole other thing you have to cut through to get to the eggs. Didn't know. You know, but you're right. I thought he was absolutely stealing them. I, I thought yeah. because we were introduced to him stealing eggs. Like I was I like, oh. that was just his MO. This is this my first thought. I was like, they starting off with a crime. Little did we know that was just a warm-up. That was a criminal warm-up to what he was about to do. Such a slight crime. And t- wait, it turns out it wasn't a crime at all. He just was getting stuff prepared for uh Aegon Yeah, for the younger. for the new baby. For the new baby. So then they get, uh, he goes and tells uh, Rhaenyra what's about to happen, that it's about to be challenged again. Jace and Joffrey are in there, like, doing their studies. And, all right, man, Jace shows up. And I, because we have seen the stills and we know what Amon looks like. And we saw, so how Jace looks now is technically how Jon Snow, how Rob Stark, that's the age they're supposed to be. But Jace, now we got to go up against Aon, this grown ass man, Victor Wembanyama of the fucking Greens. They're not, <laughs> they're not even trying. Prospect. They're not trying to make it close and comparative. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, it never was because even when they were kids, you had like. You had uh, Amon in his pre-adolescence while Aegon was, was already like a teenager. He was doing all his weird sexual depravity and we see where that's going to lead in this episode. But And then you have Jace and Luke, just, just absolute kids. Like they, it, it, never, it never was a close gap. Like it wasn't Victor Wembanyama and, and Scoot Henderson. It was like maybe Victor and who's a bust? Ball, ball. <laughs> Yes, that's that's the gap. <laughs> Inside joke, y'all. Y'all yes. wouldn't get it. Group chat stuff. But yes, that's what the gap is like. It's Victor Bowl Bowl, not Scoot mm-hmm. Henderson. So mm-hmm. I think like it would be better if we got to saw the gap close a little bit. But I think the showrunners just decided that Amon is too good of a character. And for him to be a peak villainy, we got to just let that ride. Like let yeah. him dominate. Yeah, growth spurt, HGH. 
because I was like, all right, he's, he became the older brother now because he's the one who's serious. He's the one who's always training. He's the one with an eye patch. He's the one with the biggest dragon. With the cool Meanwhile, skull. his yeah. brothers. Meanwhile, his brother's just a... Try to get some hoes. Yeah, that's just all he's doing. The same thing he was doing at, at 15. So then, so then they have to go to King's Landing. They arrive. No one comes to greet them. What is it about House of Dragon and when, like, the king or someone important comes to arrive, there's just no one at the door? Same thing happened to Viserys when he went to Driftmark. Jock Collis was like, yeah, like, go get them. I could be sitting on, on the throne. Go get them. Let <laughs> them come in. It's so funny that in their society, like, this is the highest insult. Like, yeah, like, like things no, that these people do. Not greeting me at the door. Like, how dare you? They literally murder each other in front of people. But this is but, the highest insult. But then, like, oh, okay, it's, it's like that. It's like that. And then well, we go to the small council room. We see um, Allison at the head. Oh, yeah. but, but before before you move on, to be fair... Allison was going to greet them. It just turns out that she has a horrible son and an emergency came up where she had to, she had to yada yada. No, even before that, Otto knew they were coming. I was like, nah, we could just send this one guy. So Otto knew before she knew, because she probably didn't know the time. She just knew the day they were coming. And she's like, what the fuck? And the camera cuts to Otto and he's like, "Hmm, fuck them. You got to send a message. <laughs> that's, the, that's the elbow at the free throw line. It's like, nah, nah, we got to let them know they're in for a game right now. <laughs> let's go. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, characters that you should pay attention to uh, without spoiling. The guy who greets them at the beginning, uh, who greets them when they first come to the Red Keep. Pay attention to that guy. Pay attention to the knight who she is talking to, who Allison is talking to, and tells Allison uh, what Aegon is going to. Pay attention to that guy as well. He will show up later. But then we get to Allison having a, uh, she had to do her PR, um, Olivia Pope type shit. Olivia Cook, Olivia Pope, yes. Her, it works. Her son, Aegon. Dog. Okay. This is the ultimate, they're the bad guys thing. Yeah. Beyond everything else, I think this was, uh, this future king is a rapist. They want to show, and they've been they've been hinting at it how much of a fuck up he is, and they want you to come into this whole dance of dragons thinking fundamentally that he doesn't deserve this. That's what it is, and they've been setting that up from he was younger. But like speaking as the parent of a new teenager, I'm just gonna say that if you catch your son beating off on the balcony and he's trying to hit people below you may want to address that and not like just let it go because that's not going to get better on its own. That's probably going to turn into this. So this is a thing about the high towers and their parenting skills because they have an overarching goal. So um, Otto's overarching goal was that Allison is going to get with the King and she's going to have babies and maybe the high tower name will ascend and anything to keep Damon away. Cause fuck that guy. That's Otto's whole premise. So he will use his kids in any way. Alicent the same way. Like she's using her kids in any way to be like, you have to be prepared to be the king. And that means defending our house. That means not fighting with your brother. That even though he could be an asshole, that means doing all these things in order just so you could sit the Iron Throne. But none of them, Otto nor Alicent, raise their children with any other kind of like core beliefs, any beliefs they have generated somewhere else. Like maybe 
Allison took a bit of Otto's like piety and like turned it up to 11. She's wearing like the star of the seven. She's extremely religious now. And then that might be that informs how she deals with uh, or how she views Rhaenyra. But at the same time, she sees her son as, oh, this guy is fucking awful. He's a rapist. That's against everything that I believe in. But I'm morally compromised because I have to defend them because we have a bigger goal at the end. And she has to play all that all that out in like one scene and transform to be like, oh, I'm this soft, comforting person. I believe what you're saying, Diana, to how about you drink this plan B? And then like, you know, I know it could be a he said, she said situation. So I don't know, dog. Because nothing is big is as big as the ultimate goal. And to me, I was watching it thinking this isn't even Allison talking. This is auto like auto created this because Otto taught her nothing is as big as the ultimate goal. Otto has been imprinting that into her mind from he was a baby. This is the dude that's going to rule. And there's, <laughs> this is the danger of telling kids that too early because mm-hmm. you grow up with this wanton disregard for anything else and anybody else because you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this ultimate prize is waiting at the end for you. Something that he doesn't even want, by the way. And he says, I know I'm not good enough. I know y'all think I'm not good enough, but this is the problem with this succession stuff. Whether you think you're ready for it or not, it's supposed to be you. And that's just what it is. Like, clearly, Amon is the one who's better suited to do this. Clearly. Yo, you got to slap the asshole out your kid. Because like, early, early, early on, he wouldn't, because... he wouldn't have been doing this. If she caught, when she caught him on the balcony, address that. Because I remember after that episode, we all was like, so you, you, y'all just going on talking as normal? Like, that's just Because what, what was she telling him after that? She was like, no, you are going to be king. Like, she didn't even think about all that part of it. She just thought about him being king and no one finding out about the kind of shit he was doing. So, and his response was typical prep boy behavior. Oh, like, I was just having fun. That's what he like, is, yeah. I am... Um, I am this rich motherfucker who like life is just handed to me this way. And you see like the kind of shit, like for instance, right? Brawny wouldn't be doing shit like this. Cause LeBron would slap the shit out of him. And like right away, he's like, you might be rich. You might be privileged. You might be entitled, but we can't move like that ever. I feel like LeBron would be second in line to slap the shit out of him. I feel like Savannah would be first. LeBron got to catch up. Oh yeah. And that's, that's another thing we have to look at. Cause she's single parenting. Cause Viserys can't really do nothing right now. I forget that he's their dad. But even bef- even when he was capable of doing something, was he really into them like that, though? Because, and that kind of came hey. through in this episode hey. when he ended up calling... Only daughter. Rhaenyra. Yeah, he ended up calling... No, only child. Only child. Only child. Only he child. ended up calling Rhaenyra his only child. But even only daughter, that would... I mean, that's kind of a slap in the face, too, because this other crazy dragon-dreaming daughter was right there that nobody pays attention to, even though she's like talking about the dance of dragons happening but because she, but anyway he completely disregards them as his kids and that's kind of why we do it we don't think of them in that way no we think of them as like i don't know like the cousins or something like yeah. they're allison's children they're not really like how we view it his children because even the way she and like rhaenyra interacts with um with fucking amon and aegon she don't call them brothers or sisters. she just be like these allison children yeah, that's that's yeah, it. Right. There's no there's no relationship to, and it's obviously bigger than the age gap. But there's no relationship and bond 
between any of them and 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 doing any of that stuff. But yeah, Allison has to go go do brief parenting. And all I all I was thinking was, I cannot believe this. I, not to give away too much, but just every scene with Aegon, I just keep saying to myself, I cannot believe it. And I Allison, cannot believe it. <laughs> the best part because I have the scene on right now. Allison is looking at him like oh no, we are not doing this plan. This is a bad plan. <laughs> and she's like, bad plan, bad plan. You know what? Rhaenyra should be queen. She's <laughs> like, you are no son of mine. Her facial expression the entire way is like, fuck this. Dad, I think you're he's, wrong. he's so terrible. That's part of the reason why that reconciliation thing almost worked at the end because he it was on the table. Awful. Like what, what about him says he could be in charge of any of this stuff? He can't even be in charge of him. Yeah, how could he be in charge of everything? Like even in her mind, and I'm projecting what I'm thinking onto her, right? But she has to be thinking, well, what about when me and Otto go? He really is in charge of like the whole thing. What the hell is that going to look like? Yeah. So, yes, I, I mean, just amazing work by both of them. You saw he um, disappointed Olivia Cook, which shouldn't be allowed, and no. then. Our girl, um, Helena, shows up. I was like, hey, where Diana? She got to come take care of the children, get the children ready. By the way, another way how Westeros works, um, you, don't, you don't get your own children ready. Because Aegon is a father, by the way, in this scenario. They just don't show the kids this episode. But she says that, yes, he did get his sister pregnant multiple times, and they have children. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And even at the end of the family dinner, when they address her as his wife, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This dude is smashing his sister. Like, yeah. Yada, yada, over it. I completely forget it. But yeah, that, that's a thing that happens. And also, and- Aegon going full Ime Udoka once again, like right in the family. He could go down to the streets of Silk or go where Daemon took Rhaenyra when she was like 17. He couldn't do that one. He has to go. He, he has. He's just, and we know these types every day. Every day. Every day. And there's, there's no. <laughs> there's no discernible there's no discernible focus it's just everything is it there oh, then yes oh, i want oh, it you're walking by me eh? cool cool that's cool, what he is cool. he's yeah. the prototypical prototypical rich privileged kid in an 80s teen movie like that's yeah. that's what he is everything so then allison goes in and she um she greets i air quoted that greets rainira and uh damon and they get into the old shit like right away they give a cutaway uh, to the scar that uh, Rhaenyra now has when Alison Chica. Um, and then they they kind of go through the motions of, oh, okay, let's rehash and these old wounds are still here. But I am hearing this petition for the succession uh, anyway, because Vaemon is coming. And now we get back to, I love when Game of Thrones does this, because we could yada yada that scene. We could talk more about like where that ultimately leads. But the training scene, when Luke and Jace go down they go down. They go down to the gym. <laughs> they go down to the gym, and then we see. Remember the guy told you pay attention to him. Him and his brother are fighting in the courtyard. So it's a quick pan over them, and then we see uh, Luke and Jace immediately get eyes from other people in the crowd. It's like, yo, that's the bastards. <laughs> and that's that's when I said I need them to just own this thug, like own it. And then I also realized that wow, they don't call none of them dudes that. They just call them. They just call them by their names because it's it's up in the air who the dad is. But they know who their actual dad is. But they don't say yeah. dad when they refer to Harvin Strong. They just call him by his name, and then they just call Lenore by his name. So they kind of in 
parent purgatory, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately he, uh, Jace is telling Luke, like, dog, like, you got to knuckle the fuck up. Like, this entire thing is about you. And imagine, Luke, how he feel that all these people come here just to say that thing that is his isn't his anymore. Even after his grandfather told him multiple times, like, call is legit straight up, just tells him, yo, you are going to own Driftmark directly to him. None of this is going to change. She's probably, like, heartbroken over the loss of his son. But he t- And Luke has that in his brain and said... The only way that I get to be uh, the Lord of Driftmark is, is everyone dead. And that's when he starts crying. And so now he in that position to become the Lord. And now everyone is questioning him. But anyway, they get to this moment and Christian Cole, who uh, is a vampire. I he haven't aged. Thank you. I had my note in there was, wow, Kari was right. They'll never age him. Like, they will never just, age Christian Cole. This is just what he's going to look like. Maybe some salt and pepper, but this is just his look. They just decided that, you know what? Too handsome, not changing. I, this is what I'm saying. I'm actually upset that they chose to age Arwen Strong, but not Christian Cole. And Arwen Strong was going to die first anyway, but they still were just like, yeah, but no. They changed <laughs> they actors, him. they changed makeup. He is the only person that Jess is going to stay the same through two decades. That's just it. And they're like, you know what? The rest of the show is so good. We don't care. He's Dornish. Yeah, yeah, that's how they explain it away. Dorn don't crack. Dorn don't crack. So anyway, Christian Cole is fighting the intro to the new Amon. And Luke gives Jason luck like, oh, we fucked up. Bro, this is what I'm saying. Like, I cannot believe it was ever. I mean, it was never a question, but like, it's the same dude. Like, that's the look they had on their face. And you know, like how we always get mixed up with the family stuff or not really mixed up, but you forget it. When he yeah. says nephews, I said, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> because I always think of them as cousins. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. He is your <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Do you, I imagine this is what it was like, like watching him and um, Christian Train, when watching him on a Christian Train, was had to have been like when teams watch Steph and Katie on the floor with the Warriors, and you was watching them warm up, and you was like, oh, no, the league done for, like, three years. Like, if this, if this is the one-two punch, this is the super team. We we are fucked. For, and anybody, for anybody that's played team sports, you know what that feeling of dread is. When, and you try, and every coach tells you to just focus yeah, on your team. You try to posture. You try, you try not to look over, but you see how that other team warming up. And if Dunk it's basketball it. and them dudes are dead, dunk it. And they doing windmills and all that kind of half stuff. Court, half court three-pointers, just like, oh, yeah. You know how you start to feel. And that's what they saw in this training session. Because they saw Amon doing things that they had no chance of doing. They didn't know. They like, oh, you could Euro step like that? I don't know you could Euro step into a step back. What? And, <laughs> and live weapons. Think about, this, think about this. And this had to be in the back of their mind, too. Wait, he's this good at hand-to-hand combat? And he has the biggest dragon? Let me tell you something. You know what that is? Mambo mentality. <laughs> he really he, does. He's waking up early, training, like, yo, getting this done. Now, they are training with Morningstar and with an actual sword. Yeah. This is no play play. They don't have the training wooden swords that people had, that Jamie had to use when he was training with Braun. No. This is actual swords that they're fighting with. And he still gets the better of Sir Kristen, who we saw um best Damon but that was again in a 20 during a different time because you know Damon probably get his wraps up because he's mama mentality too at this shit 
Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think do you think Amon was always this or him getting Vagar turned him into this? Like that kind of changed things. It was a combination. Him. It was the um them making fun of him. So he grew up, you know, like when you uh small, when you're a child, like, oh, I I don't have a dragon, like this is gonna shape me. I'm the only one who don't have this dragon. He was obsessed with it. And then he was even more empathetic to Luke and Jace uh, during, at the funeral. But because he know their family beefing, he couldn't, you know, couldn't go out and reach out to them. And then he gets the dragon. And as soon as in his triumphant moment that he has, then comes all his nieces and nephews to tell him he ain't a piece of shit. He steal the dragon. And then, like, that's the intro. And then they immediately get into a fight. So all of that changed who he was on the inside then his eye is gone he saw his dad not really take his side and then that led to what we see now and that's what we say about anyone who's actually like work out in the gym is like oh yeah no matter like that person was fighting demons that's why their body looked like that my boy been fighting demons for like six years (laughs) this is why this is why he turned into this he's like oh i know a war is coming and you know what you know what it is too Everyone has been telling, and of course he's heard it. Everyone's been telling Aegon from the time that they was kids, you know, he's preparing to rule. Well, Aemon's got to look at that and say, well, what am I preparing for? Like, where does that leave me? Because I'm not going to get to sit on the Iron Throne. That's my older brother's thing. So what is going to be my thing? And it's kind of- about that action. Exactly. So it's it's like, um, it's like a mirror of how things turn out for Viserys and Daemon. How yeah. it's going with Aegon and Amon? Same thing. They really, <laughs> they really tr- like didn't even try to like camouflage this part. But they have no. like Daemon versus Amon. All right, let's take the D in his name and put it at the N. <laughs> Boom! Great work, George R. R. Martin, <laughs> one of the yeah. best fantasy writers of our time. He's like, what? You, know, what? you know what it is? You know what it is? Dog? I thought this like, was America. <laughs> everything is everything is so complex. And you got to literally create an entire world. And this is very difficult in terms of creativity. So at, at points like this, when you just got to like yada yada some stuff and make something very simple and get out of the way, I give them a blind and I'd be like, well, I get it. Because he'd be tired. <laughs> he yeah. probably was very tired at that point. It was like, yeah, just change the D to the, to the beginning and that's what it is. All right. So Avon makes his impression right away. The nephew's thing was terrifying. Because immediately in your head, he's like, he's like, did you come to train? Did Hey, y'all strong motherfuckers, y'all come to train? We can run that back. You got to get your get back. He was, waiting get your- on, he was waiting on that for six years. GBG, get back gang. No matter what. <laughs> you have to spin the block. Same thing. Hey, same thing with the Jets. Yeah, you know what? Just, just know we will see y'all later. You got to spin the block sometimes. You got to let them forget. Like, yeah, I took the L. I was gone. Cool, 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 cool. But we coming back. Uh, we go back. We, we go to Ziggy, who's talking straight to the high towers at this point. They letting them know the plan. I He basically telling them, like, I am on your side. I'm the Lord of yeah. Driftmark if you let this run out. And Otto was like, this is perfect. This will work. Viserys ain't in this. We have maneuvered this. And even the show just treated it like foregone conclusion. Like we yeah. needed that scene to show that they are aligned. But like, yeah, like, is that even a, a debate or a conversation? Like, yeah, yeah, we can rule in your favor. It's amazing that they went um, modern law on this one because all this was meant to do, like, they don't give a damn about Driftmark. All this was meant to do was establish the precedent that these dudes are illegal. And if they are illegitimate for Driftmark, then... 
they Whoa. everyone in that circle precedent is downright illegitimate for the Iron Throne. So once the precedent for this would be set, it's smooth sailing. Until Viserys decided, until Viserys decided that it wasn't gonna. Your sound on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we get to Viserys, uh, we have Rhaenys and Rhaenyra have a discussion by the godswood. And Rhaenyra, known for lying a little bit in front of the godswood and swearing. And she's like, I swear I had nothing to do with your son's murder. Wink, wink. I was not complicit in this. I'm not lying. Hold on. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Rhaenyra really is one of the bros. <laughs> she's talking. But she, hey, George Cassandra. Like, George Costanza, it's not a yeah. lie if you believe it. But two, yeah. technically she wasn't lying because he's not dead, so she didn't have anything to do with his death. This is why I'm saying she's one of the bros. Yeah. <laughs> technically, not she a always lie. She, she always did. She was moving. We were introduced to her riding dragons when she wasn't supposed to. She'd been a bro. Even when she, like, <laughs> when she strike up with one, she's like, oh, let me go back home. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm not gonna lie. Like Rainer basically always got to do whatever she wants, but if there's one person that always collecting her is Rainice. And I think back every single time. I think back to that conversation they had when Rainer was young and she was like, You have this pie in the sky idealistic view of how this thing is supposed to work. It don't go like that. Like she was telling her this as a teenager, and right now, like she is always there to tell her these uncomfortable truths that no one else is doing. Because I mean, there's yeah. literally no one else going to tell her this stuff because Viserys was always there to save her. Viserys was yeah. always there to fix back her. Back to back to sports. Rhaenyra is a sports fan who think all the calls should go her team way, that everyone on her team should be healthy, and then Rhaenys is telling us like, "Oh no, you don't understand. It don't work like that." Injuries are oh, part of the game. Some so calls Rhaenyra, are going to go against you. Like you so just got was just a Patriots fan during the Brady yeah. Belichick era. Got yes, it. that's yeah. what she is. So she and thinks like, that's what she thinks that's what football always is. Yeah, yeah like no, true. no, no. This is going to switch up fast, fast, fast. Unless you like pump out them babies. And this is the thing, like Rhaenyra, like for all that, um, all that posturing she was doing, right about like not wanting to have kids, blah, blah, blah. Rhaenyra, right now is five babies in that's also five dragon riders because <laughs> she's like yeah 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 you we, we need the numbers in order to actually win this and this is through me that this is going to get done um and she she says okay well, how about we wed our kids together and then we cement that bond of the houses Radice turns it down flat like no 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 i'm going to advocate for myself in this in this one and that leaves Rhaenyra with nothing. So she knows she's fucked. Her, Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook, like just by their facial expressions, communicate so much. That's why I think these are two of the best. This is, uh, it's very early, but like you could tell these are more seasoned actors than when the Thrones people, because the Thrones people kind of yeah. grew into their roles, but these ones are, oh, we, we're already good at this shit. Well, because, I mean, they get the benefit of coming into an established franchise. Yeah. You gotta, yes. I mean, you got to remember Stones didn't come out of the gate being the greatest, best thing this right. monoculture moment. It had to grow into that by like what you'd say, like season three. That's when it really yeah. became the thing that everyone was focused on, too. But these people came in knowing we have to stack on top of what was already built. So it ain't no getting, quote unquote, beginners as we have to come into this ready. We got to come in, no pun intended, hot, like hot D. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then she... um. Then she has to say, all right, let me go to my dad and appeal to him. Because it's all she has. It's her last Hail Mary. And it works. It works. 
gets him to the room that we talked about. We talked about Patty Constantine's performance. But now let's talk about Ziggy Mommy, who after, after the serious like, Hold on. You know any Ziggy Mommy songs? No. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is so perfect because we just always know Ziggy to exist as Bob Marley's brother. Like, Great I don't even... I'm sure he's good. <laughs> Maybe. Sure I don't know. Good. Are you? Eh, give him a lie. But anyway, or, I'm sure Vaymon would have been guys, good. Though. I'm sure Vaymon would have been good at this job if these white babies was like mixed babies then he would have been like hey man i get it like yeah it has to go to them and has to go to jace or it has to go to luke in his oh. mind he's like no 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 not this i don't know bro i feel like he still would have been fuckboy in that for him to have the drift mark thrown because he would have said well they're too young still give it to me like impending war is coming Ag- agree to agree to disagree on that one because he had no problem when like when lane always said he know that wasn't his shit you know, he wasn't even in the running for that, but based on... Yeah, but Leno was big man who already fighting wars and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that, was, that was different. Leno came in with an experience. We, our first, our introduction to Leno was him basically telling Ziggy, like you said earlier, shut up and let's run this war properly. And then we, that was a different Leno back then, by the way. That's not the one that, that's not the yeah. one that he eventually became. Like, what he became, I don't even know if that dude could rule, but that... Teenage Lenor, that was a dude who we thought we were going to be able to believe in. He probably had a different boyfriend at the time. Yeah. So because of that, he, did. he probably no, he did. He had like a more aggro one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He had the, the, yeah, the, he the did. Ni- yes. Okay. Yes, he did. And then as soon that as he lose everything. him, he was like off. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they yeah, used yeah, to. This, 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 God. The, the new boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, the new boyfriend. Fuck him up. Not going to lie. What I'm not gonna lie, that wasn't the one. He loses the love of his life, and he's just like, I mean, I guess I get you, <laughs> you know, because you know what? Uh, old boyfriend was one who shared similar, he was in, he was into he was the really politics, pushing him, he was yeah. pushing him to be better, like as a person yes. to train, to fight, and to do all of that. Which you know what it was, but new boyfriend, new boyfriend was just like an IG thought. Because if you notice, he was just always dressed higher than yes. his station, like he, he wasn't was about, he wasn't about that improvement. Mm-hmm. No, they was just going about drinking and cavorting and doing whatever. Old brunch. boyfriend was way better for him, way better going to brunch all the time. All the time, let me tell you what old boyfriend would have done. She wouldn't have been fucking hard and strong, she would have been fucking nope. some Valerian. Some random black dude with blonde hair. And he'd have been like, yeah, that's the one. He would have gone to them and be like, yo, I know like you getting your shit off on the side, but this is where you have to get it off so these babies come out right. There's so many ways they could have went around this. And like as we watch it happen in real time and just knowing what's going to happen, there's so many ways this could have been avoided and stopped. Wait, wait. I just thought of something. You think part of why Vaymon mod about this is like, yo, you could have just fucked me. Wow. None of this happens if she was just smashing Ziggy. And that's why I feel like that's why you really match. But I don't think I don't think they get down like that though. Do they? Ain't nobody ain't nobody into Marion family. You have like a meet Jamaicans? That's why I think they ain't getting down like that. No, not Marion within just they the they are married within the family because Bella and Lena are married into the family. They married their cousins. They married Luke and Jace. I mean, but they ain't really. 
No, that no, no, no. They would still be cousins because uh, yeah, because they're cousins. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. They're still cousins. They're still cousins. I know, but I, I, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think there's anybody out there. I don't think there's anybody out there getting down like the Targaryen get down. And Damon no, no, no. kind of alluded. He alluded to that when he was having his super disrespectful rant when he told him, "Run your house how you want to run it," but. We ain't getting on so like that. Get to the there. rat. Get to the rat. My boy is there standing up. <laughs> My boy is there standing up is just like, yo, fuck you, Viserys. Fuck everything you claim. Fuck the Targaryens. Fuck these little white babies. I don't care how you run your house. We are not running this shit back this way. Because he is heartbroken. Because he knows at this time the high towers have no power. And this because- is all Targaryen shit right now. They had they had no plan of action because Nobody could account for that. The last thing in the world that they thought was going to happen was that leper was going to crawl out of bed and actually rule. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, he was basically being kept alive on their version of a ventilator, just completely getting milk of the poppy day after day because they didn't want him to die. They needed him alive so the high towers could run the show the way they wanted to. But when that actually happens, when that actually happens... I mean, Vaymon lost it because this was the one plan no one could account for. You couldn't plan for this. Because even Viserys only tells Otto, hey, I could be ready for supper. That's all he tells him. He doesn't yeah. tell him he's coming to the like petition or to rule or do anything or to sit the throne. But like that Rhaenyra last minute Hail Mary, that goes and that gets it done. Then he runs off at the mouth, as I'm saying. In this moment, because I knew what was going to go down and, and you explained to me because you didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but you was right now, why someone don't kill him? Why he ain't dead yeah. yet for saying this show? I, I, I just want to go through and I don't, I didn't timestamp it, but these are mm-hmm. just my notes in succession, right? So I go, Viserys is a G, way to go out. Hey, this is how a character leaves the show. And I follow that with, I'll never forgive them for how Ned Stark had to leave. Never, ever, ever. Because this is how you do it, right? And then I go, ain't nobody listening to you, Ziggy. How has nobody killed him yet? Somebody kill him. Kill him. Please, someone kill him. And then the next line, do mother effing crime. All caps. So and that is so, what it happened. He starts talking shit. He is fuck. Everyone has made this meme. Fuck around and find out. He starts talking shit. Much like a certain Golden State Warrior two guard, it's talking a lot of shit during this time, and you don't expect the retaliation to be the same. And you know what? The, the moment Draymond Green walks up to Jordan Poole is when Damon is right there hearing him go off and say the word. sees him, looks at the kids, sees him, looks at Rhaenyra, and it's like, say it, say knock it. a few buck. And he does the Jordan say Poole. It. Jordan Poole pushes on Draymond Green. Siggy Bali just calls them bastards. Enough, right? Enough. That sets Viserys off. It's like, okay, cutting out your tongue. Then he goes, and she's a whore. At Jamaican that, at air that horns point, at this point. At that point, Baymore was like, well, I'm about to die. I'm going up with everything. I, he had to know that that was it, right? Because you only say that to elicit a certain type of reaction. Yeah. You don't say that thinking you can get away with it. Like, think whatever you want, but this is the person in line for the Iron Throne. This is but, the king's daughter you're talking about. Yeah, he says this in open court in front of everyone. Fucking, what's his name? Amon loves this. There's a scene, a still shot where he's just smiling like, yeah, get this motherfucker. He about to go off. And now I think about this, like Ziggy Marty 
Ziggy Marley and the High Towers would have made a great team. They move yeah. exactly the same. They were, they were just like all on the same page all at once. And then crime became illegal in that instance. Amon, <laughs> Damon was just like in his glory at that point. It was like the purge. And he immediately takes out Doc's sister one slice, head in half. Amazing. And you just knew you just knew when the camera shifted to that front on view, something was about to happen. Like they yeah. gave they gave it away when they gave it away when the shot was face on with Damon. I was like, yeah, somebody did is coming behind him. I thought someone was coming behind him to do like the the, the, the stab, stab in the back in that the, you wouldn't see, and we just yeah. see him like impact impact of that by being stabbed. But no, they took it a step further, like slice his head in half. Not, even, not cut his head off. Slice his head and, and in half. This is very important. This is old school action movies from the 80s, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of shit. You have to have a catchphrase or a line at the end of your murder. You can't just murder and then just be quiet about it because that's not cool. That's just like no. wanton crime. You have to say something like, he could keep his tongue. It's like, it's like if, you, uh, if you set fire or you... you explode something or like if you if a bomb goes off and you run away you can't run away from a bomb you have to walk away slowly and not look back like these are the kind of things that you have to do when involved in action sequences so you can't just have that moment and then just let it sit there and not say anything or move on like you've got to deliver the one-liner this is what it's all about that was the one-liner and fucking well done Otto has nothing. He has nothing at this point. He do like um, what we used to. I forget what we used to call it in in Madden. But I remember in Final Fantasy, he's like draw a bunker. He's like disarm that man. <laughs> he had nothing the minute the doors open for Viserys to walk in. No, but Otto I mean, had a, a visible. After lump. he kills him, yeah, no. he has nothing. He, there was a visible lump in his throat from then. Like he did the hard swallow. Like what? Because he had no idea what was gonna happen. And then when, because when Viserys came to him and said, because at this point, let's remember, Otto's on the throne, like literally on the throne as hand of the king, speaking for the king. And when Viserys says, what did he say? I'm going to rule today or something like that. Whatever line. I will sit the throne today. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So when he says that, Otto was done from then. It's like how it's like how on Levitar show they always say Greg Cody's done for the rest of the show after back yeah. in my day. Otto was done. Yeah. Yeah, but then else. he was even he got hit again when he get outmaneuvered by Rhaenyra when she says, like, Luke and Jace is gonna marry Bella and Lena. Yeah. And he gets like, Oh, I'm really fucked right now because now I'm completely outmaneuvered. Because even if he could appeal to Corliss Valerian, if he's still alive, or Rhenys. At some point, by saying that they kill Lenor, he knows at that point it's over and that they have lost the Valerians. They lost the biggest navy and they are fucked. And then that's when, and Vaymon knows the same thing. And that's when he starts to go off on his Jordan Poole shit. And Damon lives up to his name in this one. It was, for a man who committed a lot of crimes, this was equally as great. Like just fantastic TV, a fantastic moment. And because you said, like you just said, uh, what was the line you wrote down? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Once he oh, did which it, one? crime crime was done. Oh, crime do, was mother, done. do mother do mother crime, crime and then crime was done. Crime was done. <laughs> that gets us out of the scene. Like just one of the best Thrones room scenes because it, it was a full legal proceeding, and you knew that because they showed the dragon so much before that they were gonna take like an episode break maybe two episodes where dragons don't get shown like that. Be like, yeah, let's save money. We ain't doing this every single episode. So this was the major set piece of it. 
I mean, because everything hit hair on out got to be dragon heavy, right? But um, <laughs> anyway, let's let's. Yeah, I'm sure Hold you're on. gonna transition have, out have, of grapes and turkey one, legs. I have one more thing. Luke, Luke, Jace, Elena, and Bella want to fuck each other because, <laughs> like, instantly, all four of them was instantly happy as that was like, oh yeah, we get to be married. Fuck, let's go. But, but, you, you know what? Absolutely spot on because they see. I've never seen in all of the years of watching Game of Thrones. I have never seen teenagers so pleased at the arranged marriage as those four were. Nobody has been that happy about it. Like think all the way back to Cersei and Robert Baratheon. No one has ever been this happy about any of this outside yeah. of them four. They was just like, like ev- okay, let's go. Everyone else went begrudgingly. Not them four. And because they immediately, they immediately went right into character. Because at dinner, he's referring to her as his betrothed, and now this dude is posturing as if you can't speak to her any kind hey, of way. Just my job. wife to be. And I was like, that just happened earlier this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's ready though. He's ready. He can't wait to get to this part. Why? Why was he so ready? Also, what my boy been thinking about that for a while. That's the <laughs> problem. On his main. That you've been thinking about that for a while, but. One last, last thing on the scene. When Damon cuts off Vaymon's head, um, the Amon being taken aback by that, I was like, oh, yeah, he sees now. He sees what he have to do. Like, all that training is all well and good, and he don't want, he ain't doing this to win tourneys. But it is different when you're going up against Damon. It's like, nah, no, this is, he, I'm here to kill you. You're going up against somebody who is not about rules of engagement. Somebody who is willing to go be the person that wins the fight is the one that's willing to go the furthest. The person that has less to lose. And Damon now acts as if he got great foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing. That's the way this whole thing is going to turn out. And that's why one of my notes, when we get to dinner and this jackass Aegon is doing this thing. And I just go, I can't believe he's kind of going to win this thing. Turkey legs and grapes. Turkey legs. <laughs> I can't believe he's kind of going to win this thing. So again, this is Patty Constantine going to win his Emmy. Hopefully, he gets Jesus past the succession people. White Lotus ain't gonna win it. They ain't giving him no. The only people who could like possibly take this is the dudes from Succession. Like, but it's probably gonna be Patty because they have to reward the show the way people are talking about the show. Hey man, nobody in Succession has had to deliver a line like that from their deathbed and walk to the Iron Throne and then have to host a dinner with half of their face hanging up. Doesn't happen on Succession. But then, like, the host and the dinner thing where he is essentially like an old man at the end of his life and is like, everyone, calm the fuck down. And the one thing about Viserys, the character, not the actor, that I took issue with is that he never just said, like, all right, man, like, let's just get in the room and talk about this everyone say everything at the time and if he had done that with Rhaenyra and Allison, just them three he probably w- could have fixed this it couldn't be fixed with Otto so here he tries to do this with everyone in the room but there are still servants around talking right um and he does a great job and it makes everyone stand up and give a toast to each other and then ice melts drink for that song no but I started to melt because like Rhaenyra and Alice, because those are the two most important people. So it started to melt between them two. But I think what this also shows that even though it may be melting between them, 
it's burning even more intensely with the generation behind them. Like they could Children even all the reconciliation. That's what I'm saying. So it's too far gone. They could be about all the reconciliation they want, but when no one would need what we know about this show, all the kids are at an age where that's when you see his power in this show. Right. Again. They have, they have autonomy now and they are just about this action happening. So I was listening to the speech and I was like, this is great, but, Ain't none of them listening to this. Like none of the kids give a shit. But it's also a parenting thing too, because like that hate that you transfer to your children or those ideas that you transfer to your children, even if you as an adult grow beyond that or grow out of it, the kids, it happened to them in a uh, formative year. So that is going to stick all the way through. Amon's nickname is One Eye. No, that's 100% get back gang. Something happened because of that. You don't just do that and then that be the end of it. And at the dinner with all those niceties, Aegon, just a complete dick, um, asking Jace if he knows how to fuck right away. Like, hey, you know what you're supposed to do? You know how you're supposed to get her? And like, like, and that leads to Viserys making his speech and taking off his mask because he hears the shit across the table. And Jace, was, Damon Jace seen- was supposed to clap back with, well, I didn't have a sister to practice with like you do. But then I don't even know if that's a diss to them. Nah, I think that's a diss. He married his cousin. I mean, obviously yeah. his sister is worse, but still he married his cousin. Like, see, this is why Vay- this is why Vaymon was mad right now. This is why Vaymon can take this shit. He's like, you know what? Fucking kill me. Fucking kill me if y'all tell me. Try pass up these white babies. Is like, <laughs> and uh, Amon does not eat anything this entire meal. He's just looking at everyone, death stare. The entire time. And when Luke and Jace, I mean, Jace and uh, Aegon are going to get into it. And he buck up. Jace buck up. Immediately, Avon stands up. It's like, let's go. But you saw what you saw what Luke did in the moment, right? He was he was laughing when they brought the pig. When they bring the pig out. See? Yeah. Again, Jordan Poole, don't be starting shit. If you know someone is bigger and stronger than you. You have to be prepared to go all the way at the initial thing. You should have just get up and say something. That's how you're going to act. Have them be the one to like throw the first punch or something. Yeah, but also, Jason, Luke, this is all they got. Like, Luke is the runt of the crew. He's the youngest one in there. If he doesn't have laughing at this joke from six years ago, what else does he have? There's nothing physically that he's going to be able to do to them. Like, he, so he's going to lose that. You shut the fuck time. up. You shut the fuck up <laughs> and eat your pig. You do not make eye contact with that man. You might have, in fact, you might be, hey, we could switch seats. Like, I could sit on this side. Like, I don't know how this works. Um, and Amon stands up. And he's, after he sees, because Viserys leaves at this point, because he thinks that I have done it. I have brought the family together. Everyone's good. We, we, made, we made peace. I can't believe, and I can, go to, I can go to my deathbed with this, and it can be done. But even with the speeches, though, I was like, everybody capping. Like everybody can. Yeah. This is an, like part of the book, uh, a line in the book is that Viserys is the only one who doesn't see everyone just playing nice and that this is not going to happen. Because as soon as he leaves, it turns back up instantly. And it turns back up, so, like you say, because of the kids. I was, I was like, uh, this, is, this is equal to if you have the game and Soldier Boy basically retelling the history of hip hop and the role that they played in hip-hop getting to where it was. Two of the greatest liars in the culture. Yeah. 
and yeah. you have them talking about it. Like they would just be capping the entire time, like saying nothing that's true. And that's what this was. So Amon gets up and he goes and a toast to his nephews. He loves saying nephews. And he goes like smart, handsome, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Gives a pause. Everyone knows what's coming. Everyone knows what's coming. Everyone watching the show is like, no way, he going to do this? He says, strong. Jace can't take it. Jace can't. Can't. <laughs> and then he says, strong again. And then Jace like, all right, man, like, fuck this. Goes over to him, punches him. Everyone is, and Allison is looking at his son like, please don't do this. Please, we having a nice meal. Like, Otto was even laughing. Otto, Yo. Otto laughed during this. He do a little clap. When he, I mean, they are really going all in with Amon being the stereotypical villain that you can't do nothing with because he just ate that punch. Like his feet didn't even move. He turned his head slightly and bounced back laughing. Once again, we have another Draymond Green situation where you punch ain't do nothing. Push. See, that was the reverse of the push punch combo because mm. his push actually, he's so strong. Jace is on the ground right away. Fucks off. They've been kicking and, their ass for years, but, <laughs> but yes. But then notice that they also have to hold the girls back as they hold in the strong boys back. They have to hold because Bella and Lena's like, oh, we back here. Come on, one again. Let's see. To be fair, Luke ain't do nothing and he's just sitting there, and all that happens is Aegon just takes his head and wraps it into the table. Like Luke just still sitting Luke, down. get up though. Luke, get up. That's the thing. He's like, oh, and, no, and no, that no, was no, enough. No. That was enough. That was don't enough. Get up. You, you look like you about to jump in this fight. I don't think so. That's one on one. Because imagine uh, all the time, Amon probably telling Aegon, "You let me get jump. Where the fuck he was?" Even his mom says this. Allison says it to him. He's like, "Wow, this was happening to your brother where you was." But we know so what for he Aegon. He yeah, we know what he was doing. But for Aegon, he's like, "No, no, this ain't happening twice." But then the best moment, the moment that the people, <laughs> the people who know the story, love when. Damon alpha males the situation and then just stands in between them. Tell everyone back off. Luke and Jace immediately heal to Damon saying that. And then he just look at your boy and they exchange a look like, I can see you in the playoffs. We, we know what it's going to come to. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, only yeah. one way this ends. There's he, only one he, way this ends. He even gives a sigh like, <sighs> nephew. That's a Damon look at him. I thought they, I thought they was going to give us like a little preview, like nothing, nothing much, not. Not too much, but like maybe one blow or maybe like a sword clashing kind of thing, or maybe Damon do something like blocks or catches a punch. I just thought it was going to give us a little something. The luck was enough. The luck was the enough. Luck was enough. We, yeah. we probably ain't going to see this shit until like fall 2024. Yeah, I was about, uh, about to say that's, that, may, that may be like a season three thing. Yeah, yes. Because oh. season, season two is going to have to be blood and cheese vibes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or they maybe, yeah. Who was so, it that was going to get their own spinoff? Was it Blood, Blood and Cheese or Duncan? No, Egg? no, no. Duncan Egg. Duncan Egg. Duncan Egg. Okay, all right. Duncan Egg and the Sea Snake get their own spinoff. Okay. And then we we come to uh, the the fuckery, which I call Viserys's death. He carries it right away in his in his death at, at the last bit after he's already called Allison Emma before. <laughs> Then he goes, my love, as he's like going into the void and seeing the darkness. He's you thinking about his know wife. He ain't talking to you. You know that. You know that. He is confused and then telling the story about uh, 
the Song of Ice and Fire. As he is telling the story, she only picking up the little bits, the Aegon, and then the prince that was promised, which is a combination of many things that's being said, and then uh, defeating the Dark Knight and the North. She is probably going to ignore everything else he said, but will pick up on the Aegon, Aegon. and the prince's, uh-huh. pr- prince's promise thing, and use that as she's going to connect that with the same way he connected uh, Rhaenys's, oh, who would know better about what his wishes were except his wife? So she's going to say, my own husband said, who would know better what his wishes were except me? Yeah, and I mean, there's nobody that's going to be able to dispute that because that was in an intimate moment. She's obviously always going to be the last person with him. Nobody could contest what he says on his deathbed because she's there. And I mean, this is what great liars do, right? You find a sliver of the truth and you attach, you, you attach the part of the truth that you need and that suits your narrative and then you just take it and run with it. So... When she heard Aegon, she was like, all right, that's enough for me. And all I was thinking was... And was out. She didn't even wait for him to, like, quote, unquote, go to sleep or to die. <laughs> she's just like, nah, I'm done. And all I thought to myself was, they talking about this jackass Jon Snow who basically ruined the whole thing because he don't... Imagine these people in this moment hearing how things was undone because of what oh, Jon Snow crazy. didn't want to do. That's so wild like, to them. They would have been like, he didn't want to do what? Imagine him saying that to Damon. He didn't want to do who? No, imagine them explaining that he didn't even know her until like a year or two before that. These people grew up together. <laughs> Viserys would have been like, I going through all that shit. I, I considered marrying a 12-year-old. And you just didn't want to, huh? Damon was there when Rhaenyra was born. I'm sure he held her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, yes. You see, and you see what's going on? Like, literally, Aegon and his sister raised together. And when they reached the adolescence, married. Like, these are the people. <laughs> these are the people who this story is based around. Now, imagine them knowing that a hundred something years later, the dude that could save the world refuses to do it because... Just an Ani. Yeah. I like how no matter what, we always turn us into yes, this. Right. Yes, no. This is like how Bill Simmons always goes to the hard and trade no matter what. It's so always like, like, fuck Jon Snow. I don't even mean to, but then because all of this just leads to that. Like they have been prophecies about that moment. Like we don't have any idea what happens beyond that. Not until they do the snow spinoff. Like, I don't know what happens after that. So very true. That's the that's the culmination of the story. So all of this, they're, they're talking about things that's leading up to the story. And so we always have to go back to, you ruin things because you refuse Distanani. I'm sorry, I'm watching the scene again when uh, Daemon and Amon uh, like ghost eye for eye, and then they yeah. stare at each other and Amon breaks first. Amon is the one who walks away of first. He, of course he does. He, you better think of it like this. He doesn't have the real world experience yet, you know? Yeah. He's like an he's, aspiring criminal. This yeah. is criminal vat. Like, no. He's I just. Been, Damon killed someone that day. Yeah. He's, he's been training for this. Damon is a veteran. Like, you know, it was like, it's like LeBron getting to his first finals against the Spurs. Like, he was ahead of schedule and everybody knew the greatness was there, but it wasn't going to beat them. But you, could, you could take a victory here or there, but like, this is, this is a long time. Tim Duncan is 2 and 1 versus LeBron in finals. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, these next two episodes are gonna be insane. Cause now we officially in Dance of the Dragon mode. Yeah, now this, we is about, this is it. This once is it. Becerra, this is it. Once Viserys dies, Dance of the Dance of the Dragon starts. For yes. all intents and purposes, now we're here. Now we're here. And again, will not be spoiling anything, but holy shit, if they did so good just with this, I can't imagine what the next two are gonna be. Because the next one I, is the Green Council, and then after that, yada yada yada. Yeah. Which, which, which we know how the season is gonna end. But yeah, because Im- immediate, immediately when he dies, and Rhaenyra's not there, so mm-hmm. Council comes, Council saying, "Hey man, King's dead. I guess we gotta go tell the heir, and she's gotta come from Dragonstone." Council goes, "Or do we?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she gets here when she gets here. I'm sure at some point she's gonna hear. That's not up to us. I mean, like that's her daddy. You leave your daddy. Someone else. Someone else could call her. There was there was a moment though um, when uh, Damon put his hand on Rhaenyra's stomach, and this was before before they had uh, before they had Aegon the younger. And I was like, they kind of foreshadowing the beginning of the dance and then the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like right there. I mean, that's a if you know you know kind of thing, but. Yeah, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say on that one. Yes. So I think they're on a hot streak and I think they're going to complete this. And for like the maybe one or two slower episodes in the middle, they are making up for this now. And yeah. Oh, we are I did in have, rarefied air territory. I did have a question for you that I skipped yeah. over. Uh, my guy, Lord Beesbury, he's going to get it, right? Lord Beesbury don't seem like he can make it. Lord... Lord Beesbury seems very, uh, he seems like he's on Rainier and I'm side. And so Lord Beesbury ain't gonna make it. This has been the I Need a Minute podcast, part of the 10th Year Seniors Network. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>